This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy-to-use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com slash jobber to receive 20% off your first six months. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 216, entitled Walk Behind Versus Stand On. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for those questions, the comments, and the feedback that you guys send through each and every week. It's absolutely awesome to see, as I say, each and every week. And of course, for the those uh, iTunes reviews. If you haven't uh, had a chance to uh, leave a review on iTunes, uh, I'd implore you to uh, take a moment, uh, head on over to your uh, iTunes. Uh, you can do it through your uh, podcast player app if you're using an iOS device uh, and just uh, uh, click the link to leave a review. It's based on like a five-star system. And uh, can really help, uh, you know, with the social proof of the show to let people know that the show really is worth listening to. Uh, on that note, uh, we had a new one this uh, past week. Uh, from Antonio Cass, uh, and uh, he gave a five-star rating, and the title of the review says, I don't miss an episode, uh, and uh, it says, I've been in business for about seven years. Over the past two years that I've been listening to Julio's show, I've implemented lots of changes based on his episodes. Uh, it has helped me become more organized and systematic, uh, which has in turn moved me from just breaking even uh, to profitable. I was at the point of giving up on lawn care, but Julio's content has helped breathe new life into the business, and uh, we are moving in the right direction now. Keep up the good work. Uh, so thank you very much uh, for that uh, review, uh, Antonio. I really do appreciate it. And isn't that um, funny that you mentioned there that you were uh, you know, about to give up uh, on lawn care and that the content... Uh, you know, breathed new life into your business. Uh, I think that's uh, absolutely fantastic because as I've shared uh, on this podcast, uh, you know, the similar experience that I had uh, of, uh, you know, being in my business for many years, kind of getting bored with it, uh, sort of falling out of love with uh, lawn care. And, uh, you know, it was uh, uh, Keith Kalfas's content uh, that I found uh, at the time, and uh, it uh, you know re-energized my interest uh, into my business, which ultimately led to me then not only continuing on in my business, but also uh, you know starting up this podcast, and uh, then ultimately the videos, and having the website, and all that sort of stuff. So uh, just absolutely awesome to see. Uh, you know, uh, that sort of circle uh, happening uh, with everybody, um, you know, putting out their own unique information and it being, um, you know, 
that that spark, that torch being passed on to the next person, and then that person doing the same, and then that being passed on to the next person, and just everybody helping each other out. Uh, so absolutely uh, awesome. Uh, so um, I. F- so here we are now, officially uh, less than a month away from GIE. Uh, who's excited along with me? I'm absolutely uh, super excited. Uh, this will be my very first uh, year going to GIE. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm just uh, totally uh, stoked on going and checking out uh, all of the equipment and checking out uh, all of the different manufacturers. Uh, and with that being said, the, the uh, excitement uh, is uh, definitely ramping up we've seen a lot of companies uh, starting to uh, announce new products that will be available uh, to be uh, seen in person there at the GIE or uh, hinting to um, launches of new products. Uh, for example, uh, Gravely Mowers uh, this past week I noticed on Instagram had their uh, ambassador program happening. And a bunch of uh, uh, the YouTube guys that you guys know uh, went out there and uh, did a factory tour and got to see a bunch of the newly uh, designed uh, products uh, for Gravely for next year, including uh, the newly re- redesigned Pro Stance uh, mower models. Uh, so those will be available at the GIE uh, for you guys to check out as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, other companies as well. Like Dawson Manufacturing, uh, the makers of the uh, highly successful mulch mate uh, that they uh, unveiled uh, last year at the GIE. Uh, they've been uh, on their Instagram um, account there uh, hinting at a couple of new products uh, that they are uh, scrambling to get ready uh, for the GIE this year. One of them being something called the Truckmate, uh, that they haven't given any details except to show the logo for it, as well as uh, something called the Cartmate. So that'll be interesting to see uh, that as well at this year's GIE, uh, among a bunch of other companies that I know uh, have uh, a bunch of new products in the lineup ready to be unveiled uh, for GIE. Uh, 2019. So absolutely excited uh, to take in all of that. And of course, to uh, just uh, be able to interact uh, with you guys, as well as uh, a lot of the other guys that I know uh, from social media as well. So uh, should be a fantastic time. And a great live event. Now, speaking of live events, uh, we have uh, Brian's Lawn Maintenance with a message for all of you in Lawn Care Nation. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Brian here with Brian's Lawn Maintenance and also the Launchpreneur Academy. Hey, guys, I want to put something on your radar really quick, which this November, we're going to be doing our very first ever live event called Launchpreneur Academy Live 2019. Guys, if you want to learn what it takes to grow and succeed with a lawn care and landscaping business, I invite you guys to check out the website to get more information and details on this one-day conference. We're going to have a bunch of speakers in to come help you guys take your business to the next level, and I think it's going to be an amazing time. If you want to get more information, check it out on launchpreneuracademy.com. Thanks, guys. Now back to the show. 
So, hey, Lawn Care Nation, if you're interested at all in Brian's live event and you think you might want to go, make sure you secure your tickets uh, before uh, they sell out. So, I uh, think it's time for this week's uh, Jobber Minute. So, the question uh, that I have for uh, Murray this week is, uh, I want to get more online reviews to improve my presence on search engines like Google. Uh, what's the best way I can get reviews from my customers? Julio, you're absolutely right that having more online reviews is going to help you boost your online presence. In fact, we've spoken with some customers who've used Jobber to get more online reviews and now have a stronger web presence than larger businesses who are spending way more money on marketing. So to get more reviews, assuming you're already delivering great customer service and doing excellent work, the simple answer is you have to ask for them. We have a two-step client review process that's very repeatable. First, right after a job is complete, use Jobber's automated follow-up emails to thank the client for their business and ask them to fill out a short survey that's built into our software. Clients will appreciate the professionalism of this, and it allows you to collect that great internal feedback. Now, step two is to look at the clients who've given positive feedback on that survey and send them a link to either Google Business, Yelp, or Facebook page and politely ask them for a review. Again, you can do all of this through Jobber using professional branded email templates. Make it easy for your clients to leave reviews and send that follow-up when the job is still fresh in the mind. And that's the key. Wow, Marie, that uh, two-step process seems like a fantastic way to get positive reviews for your business, to have those automated surveys uh, go out to your customers uh, after a job is complete uh, will really give you a sense of how your business and your customer service and overall customer experience uh, is doing uh, for your clients. And then to be able to take all of that feedback and uh, look for customers that will potentially give you uh, positive reviews and uh, be able to send them follow-up uh, emails uh, with the links uh, to uh, those uh, review sites that you would like to have reviews on is uh, just a fantastic way of doing it. So, uh, hey, Lawn Care Nation, if you want to find out more about Jobber and what Jobber can do for you and your lawn care business, uh, check out uh, lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash Jobber and uh, start a free trial and get 20% off your first six months. So uh, I'm just going to play the podcast announcements and then we'll get into this week's episode in its entirety right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. 
Okay, so this week's episode uh, is uh, one that uh, was sparked from a listener's uh, question that I received on Instagram uh, this past week. Uh, So uh, it's from a company called Stanton Lawn Services, and uh, they say, Hey, Julio, I'm a huge fan of the podcast for almost two years now. Um, I'm, it's always the uh, first one I listen to each week mowing this summer. I've noticed you talk a lot about the turf tracer and also the X mark stand on. And I've been interested in a small mower like that for a while now. Is there a noticeable difference between the 32 and 36 inch deck? Also, uh, I'm only 19 and as I'm listening to your most recent episode, I noticed you talking about issues with your knees from the sulky. And uh, do you think that is something that I should factor into a mowing purchase? Well, first of all, uh, thank you very much uh, for your question. Uh, I really do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I love doing episodes like this that are uh, directly related uh, to a question. And, um, you know, sorry for uh, the late response. You sent the, the question a few days ago, but I decided to hold on to it and do an entire uh, episode rather than just type you out, you know, a quick response uh, through, uh, you know, Instagram. So for the first part of your question between a 32 and 36 inch deck, I would say that it uh, just depends on the types of lawns uh, that you're doing. And there's a lot of uh, different factors. So uh, I will say that previously I was using the 36 inch turf tracer on everything else. The only mowers that I had was a 36 inch turf tracer and a 21 inch mower. So everything that I could get the 36 inch mower on, I would now do, um, you know, a lot of those lawns with that 32 inch mower. Now here's, uh, when you're used to using the 36, I will say that yes, it's, it's, you know, depending on the size of the lawn. On the smaller lawns, it wasn't as noticeable because it would uh, literally mean maybe a minute or two difference in finishing the lawn. On the larger lawns, uh, then the the difference between a 32 and a 36 was much noticeable. As you know, as little as that is that difference, it still added up to just more time on the machine um, to get uh, those done. But like I said, it took much larger lawns, um, you know, the half acre, that sort of thing, to really see that difference. On the smaller lawns, um, you know, really didn't uh, notice uh, that much of a difference between the two. Now, the interesting thing with uh, those two mowers is that, uh, as a lot of you guys know, I have to bag uh, all of my lawns and collect the clippings. So uh, with the Starus, um, you know, even though it's a 32-inch machine and much smaller, by the time you add the factory bagger kit with the adapter on the side, um, you're back to being 36 inches, yet only cutting 32 inches. So the actual, um, you know, width of the machine if you take the factory like the bag the actual fabric bag part off of the machine so that you're left with just the backing plate that holds that bagger on there with the adapter uh put me at the exact same um width 
as the 36 inch turf tracer with the backing plate on it. Because with the turf tracer, it doesn't require an adapter. The bagger kit, uh, just that backing plate just fits right on perfectly. Um, so it only actually extends uh, the deck out an inch. So basically the 36 inch turf tracer becomes 37 inches because of that um, you know, one inch wide backing plate that holds the bagger, uh, onto the machine. Now with the, um, the Starus, the 32 inch Starus, it requires that adapter because of course the, uh, you know, machine is much smaller and it needs to clear the rear wheels and the deck doesn't really have, uh, it has no overhang at all. Um, so, they, you know, came up with this adapter kit that you put on and then you put the bagger kit. Well, that adapter kit is three inches wide. Uh, and then the bagger kit, the backing plate goes on to that. So, you know, <clears throat> uh, I think the official, uh, measurement when it's all said and done is like 37 point, um, you know, seven something inches. Um, so it's just, you know, roughly exactly the same width as the 36 inch machine with the bagger, uh, bagger backplate on there as well. Um, so now of course the, uh, you know, bagger kit, um, comes off really easily, including that, um, adapter, uh, because I didn't permanently, uh, bolt it. I actually did a video on uh, YouTube. If you guys are interested in watching that on, uh, installing the bagger kit on a 32 or 36 inch stars. Now, um, interestingly enough, even the 36 inch stars, if you need to use the bagger kit, it needs that adapter as well. Um, so even though the 36 inch turf tracer doesn't need an adapter, the bagger kit can go right onto the deck on the Starus models. They require that three inch, um, you know, uh, adapter. So a 36 inch, um, you know, uh, Starus becomes like a 39 inch Starus, uh, by the time you put the bagger kit on. Um, so that's something to take into consideration there. Now, like I said, you can set it up in a way um, where it comes off really, really easily. Um, and that's the way I do it. I have it so that um, for the most part, I just take the fabric bagger off the Starus and the adapter kit and the backing plate stays on the machine 99% of the time. Um, and I can actually uh, get through most of my gates, uh, like that. Uh, now there's a few houses though that I was never able to mow, um, with the 36 inch turf tracer cause I couldn't get through the gate or I couldn't get, you know, alongside of the house because it was just, you know, too wide. And with those ones, then I do, I pop off that adapter kit with the backing plate. I actually bolted the backing plate directly to that uh, three inch adapter. So when I take it off, I pull off the one pin, then the, the whole, um, you know, kit and caboodle come off all in one piece. So it's very, very easy to uh, pull on and off. Uh, and then I'm then, you know, down to the stripped down, you know, basic, a Starus with, you know, just 32 inch wide. Um, I don't even have like the side shoot deflector on there. I removed that. Uh, so it's very, very narrow. I can get into those lawns. So basically I can on those types of lawns, I 
pull that off, <clears throat> go through, then walk back to either the front yard, wherever I left that, you know, bagger kit attachment, grab it, carry that, and then put it back on and then uh, put the bagger fabric bagger on it and then do my mowing. Um, with some other lawns that, um, I have shown pictures of getting into some really tight areas with the Starus, although it does it, I've, you know, realized that, um, it's not worth using it for those types of lawns for a couple of factors. For one, those lawns, the gates, you know, yes, it's tight and I can fit the machine in it. Um, but for one, one, for example, I'll uh, talk about. Um, when I first got the stars, I wanted to try it on this lawn. And, you know, so I went up the driveway, you had to turn a corner, the, the, um, you know, sidewalk kind of wrapped around the garage. So you had to turn the corner and then there was a gas meter beside the sidewalk. And then you could go, you know, the rest of the sidewalk, uh, between this small, like retaining wall and the house and just squeeze all the way through and get to the backyard. And so I did it and the stars does it. Um, but I found that, you know, it took a little bit longer than you would need to, because of course it's a tight squeeze. So you're going pretty slow, um, especially around that gas meter area and then having to turn the corner with it. Uh, but I found on, on most cases or most weeks that, um, you know, these are like what I refer to as shoebox homes. So, when I'm, you know, pulling up to the house, most cases, both of the uh, homeowner's cars are in the driveway and these driveways are, are tiny. They basically will fit two cars side by side. That's it. So when they're home um, and for some reason they don't park in their garage, so they just park on the driveway, um, I wouldn't be able to use the Starus anyways because I wouldn't be able to squeeze past their cars, uh, with it to even get to the sidewalk that goes around, uh, to the back. Uh, and on the other side of the house, there is another gate. Um, but they have a bunch of, uh, hedges and stuff that are planted in the backyard. So the gate, uh, the actual gate, which would fit the stars through, um, the gate doesn't open all the way because the hedges are in the way. So then because of that, the stars doesn't fit through because I can't get the gate wide open. So, you know, I'm finding a lot of that as well, where technically, yes, the stars will fit uh, with a 32 inch uh, in that backyard, but there's a lot of other factors like people's cars in the way or, um, you know, hedges in the way where the gate doesn't, you know, open all the way uh, and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, it, or sometimes there's gates where the gate is, um, you know, it'll be the fence and they use like the corner of the house, uh, as where the, you know, sort of the fence line is. So the fence will come and then the gate actually closes against a post that's, you know, right beside the house, um, or vice versa, or the gate will be mounted on that side. And because of that, uh, the gate doesn't open all the way, you know, out all the way around. It, it opens up against the house, which then takes up space in that opening of that gate. Um, and then again, can't get the machine through because of that, because of the way the gate is mounted and it doesn't swing all the way open. So I found a lot of uh, different instances in that where it's just, uh, you know, not even worth the trouble to unload the machine, especially when, uh, or the way that you uh, think about my trailer and how my trailer is set up, where it has a tool compartment in the front of my trailer that is independent from the back of the trailer. Uh, so I have, uh, you know, the 21 inch mower in the front, uh, 
with my trimmer and my blower and that door opens like that ramp door opens you know down onto say the lawn uh on the passenger side of the trailer to let me wheel out that mower and trimmer and stuff like that and then if i need the stars or the turf tracer then i have to go around to the back of the trailer and you know put that ramp down and then unload it that way so in most cases when i get to a house and i open the um, trailer the side door i grab the trimmer i do all my trimming i come back i gotta put the trimmer away if I'm using the turf tracer or the Starus, then I have to load that uh, trimmer, close the door, lock it, go around the back, un, you know, lock that stuff, re- you know, lower that ramp, unstrap the machine, take it down, put the bagger on it, and do it. Whereas if I'm, you know, in the case of these some of these smaller backyards, like I said, I could technically get the Starus in, but most times, you know, the driveway is blocked or something like that. But the other side of it is that the yards are so tiny that I've already got the side door open with the 21 inch mower right there that it's not worth it for me to, you know, um, put the trimmer away, close the door, lock it and, you know, and then unload a bigger machine. Um, for a yard that probably uh, literally the backyard would take me probably five minutes to mow. So in that sense, um, you know, it's not really worth it. Uh, and even though, you know, you might have a little bit of a bigger front yard or something like that, I find that the time savings sort of equals itself out by the time, you know, some of these lawns, I have to unload the machine and, you know, all of the extra work for the bigger, you know, what I call the bigger machine to get that off the trailer and then, you know, put a bagger kit on, or sometimes I got to remove the bagger kit with that adapter to get through a gate and mount it and all that sort of stuff. It's like, well, you know, by the end of the job, yes, I've pushed mode a little bit longer, but you know, the overall time, um, there's not really any time savings, uh, because of all the extra steps required the way my trailer is set up for it. Now, if I had an open trailer or a fully enclosed trailer where, you know, I'm opening the door anyways to put the trimmer away and now I can take my pick between the two, then that doesn't become so much of a factor. And I might go for one over the other, uh, more often. Um, but because of the way my trailer set up, and I've got the two compartments. And if I have that front compartment open to put that trimmer away, well, then the, the push mower is right there. And I just grab it and go. And, you know, I'm saving myself uh, some work there. So in my case, between the 32 and the 36, um, you know, on the smaller lawns, which is predominantly what I do, I don't really notice the difference, um, you know, if I'm having to use that smaller mower. If I'm using it on those types of lawns, if I'm if I can get it onto those lawns, that I'm, uh, you know, consistently using that mower for, um, then I don't really notice the difference because although the cutting is smaller, I find that, um, I can mow faster on the stand on machine versus the walk behind machine. Um, just because of the turns and stuff, because you can do um, just quicker turns and backing up and uh, doing stripes and things like that. Um, at least that's how it feels like in my head that it, it just feels like it's a lot faster. Um, but uh, again, it's the small lawns that we're talking about that I do. So, you know, the difference is probably uh, negligible. I think the word is, uh, you know, barely noticeable. 
between those. It's only when I do it, um, say, on the big commercial farm property that I do um, that, uh, you know, I've taken this 32 inch Starus out to that one, um, to do a video on, and that one's on YouTube as well. If you want to check it out, it's like mowing large lawns with the Starus, uh, 32 inch Starus. And uh, on that one, I notice it right away because I can tell, um, you know, I'm there at the roughly the same time each week and I can tell when I'm done, um, you know, that it's taking me a lot longer to mow that lawn, uh, versus, uh, you know, with 36 inch, uh, machine. And, uh, so in that, uh, you know, respect there, um, like I said, the bigger the lawn, the more you're going to notice it on smaller lawns. Um, you know, you're not going to notice it, uh, very much, uh, anyway. So I'm actually hoping to, uh, next year, um, add a, maybe like a 30 inch, uh, X mark, um, commercial 30, um, because, you know, that's becoming really popular here as well. And I know a lot of guys are using those um, instead of the 21s. So I want to see where something like that would fit uh, in my mowing route. Um, if I could completely get rid of using a 21 and going to a 30 instead, and then having just the 30 and the 32 or the 30 and the 36, uh, depending on the lawn. So to basically, uh, you know, try and get those small lawns done as quick as possible. <clears throat> and then... You know, if uh, uh, the conditions, um, you know, are uh, right for, you know, a bigger machine like the 32 or the 36, if I can get that mach those machines on there, um, then I can use that as well. But then also because of, again, where I live and the, the lawns that I do here in the Pacific Northwest being wet all the time. Um, you know, coming here into fall, we've had a ton of rain here in September, just absolutely, uh, crazy. I've, I've talked about this before, how it's, it's felt like, uh, it's almost like a light switch that somebody's turned on from, you know, uh, the end of summer break to, uh, the start of, you know, the first week when kids went back to school here in September, it's like somebody flipped a switch and it's been like rain, 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 rain. It's absolutely insane. I'm getting to lawns that are um, so, um, you know, thick and lush and things like that. But on the other flip side, I'm also getting to lawns where, uh, you know, even if it you know, there's a break in the rain, uh, say uh, for a day or two, the lawns are still soggy. Um, you know, even though it's not actually, you know, physically raining at that moment when I'm there and, you know, I did one on Thursday where, or sorry, on Friday where it hadn't rained since the Wednesday morning, uh, and the lawn was just still soggy in one area, kind of dipped down and the ground is just saturated. And, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of clay here. Um, so typically, um, you know, from, you know, past experiences, if I've ever had to dig like post holes and things like that, we usually have like maybe less than a foot, um, of dirt, um, when you first start digging and then you hit like clay and it's like solid clay pan for another like two feet deep. And then once you, you know, get past that, then you're into, uh, some dark, rich soil that goes down, uh, you know, quite a ways, but there's that, you know, under one uh, foot of dirt and then you're hitting clay. So with the amount of rain we get, it just acts like a big bowl because the water will uh, permeate through that top layer of soil 
But once it gets past that, uh, you know, one foot, uh, it hits that clay, then it has nowhere to go. Uh, and then you see the runoff on the edges of lawns and stuff along sidewalks and driveways and things like that, because the water can't drain downwards. Um, it can only go out the side. So then that's where you get, uh, you know, days and days after, um, you know, we get all the rain that we get where lawns are just still squishy, still soggy. And you have to be so careful, um, with your machines to, uh, not destroy lawns. And sometimes it's just no matter what you do, um, it, it's just, you know, it, it leaves, you see, as you're going over a lawn, you see the sort of the brown, muddy water coming up as the wheels are going over, uh, you know, an area. And it's just, there's nothing you can do about it. So, uh, you know, I've been thinking for next year, maybe a 30 to help in those scenarios and without having the sort of, um, time delay of using the 21 all the time. Um, but I might be wrong. I might be, you know, Hey, maybe the 30 will still be too heavy, uh, in those types of conditions. Um, or maybe it'll be fine versus, uh, you know, a big machine. So there's a lot of factors, uh, in that, but between the deck sizes, I would say that, uh, like I said, it's noticeable with the big lawns, but on small lawns, not so noticeable. So now your second part of your question about, uh, you know, a stand on machine versus a walk behind machine and the sulky. Um, I have been complaining quite a bit about, um, my knees and I've actually had a lot of issues with my knees that, um, you know, I've, I've had issues with my knees going back years and years and years, uh, just from previous injuries and things like that. But on a day-to-day basis walking, when I was doing a lot of just my push mowing, um, or using things like, uh, the Walker mower that I had or John Deere tractors to cut lawns, things like that. I didn't have knee issues because I was sitting. Um, But, you know, once I started getting the stand on or sorry, the walk behind machine, it was, you know, um, absolutely noticeable that, uh, all of my knee issues started to coincide with, you know, the time that I got the stand on machine. And I had read previously in lots of, you know, comments and things from people that every time I would post a picture of the machine and things like that, people would say, hey, you know, that's a great machine and all that stuff. And then we go, oh, those sulkies are brutal on your knees. Those sulkies are a thing. And I have to agree with them that it is tough on your knees. You may not notice it at first. It took me actually a long uh, time to actually admit to myself that, um, you know, the issues I was having with my knees was as a direct result of that sulky. And the reason is that, um, you know, you look at a sulky, you look at the wheels on that sulky, that's all there is for, um, you know, any sort of, uh, impact absorption is that there's no shock absorbers. There's no springs. There's none of that. Um, so that little bit of tire, uh, between the rim and the edge of the tread of the tire, uh, whatever you have there, maybe an inch or two of sidewall, that's all there is to absorb any sort of, uh, you know, bounce and stuff, uh, that you get, uh, from lumps and bumps and lots. Now, the other thing that causes that knee issue is that, uh, if you ever, you know, you can probably, I would say, uh, you know, if you go through my YouTube videos, 
and look for videos of me mowing with the turf tracer and watch how the sulky tracks behind um, the turf tracer and it doesn't track perfectly straight. So what I mean by this is that, you know, if you think of your truck and trailer down going down the road and you look, you know, at your rear view mirror to look at the trailer, you're going to see that in um, the most, um, you know, most cases, um, your trailer is going to be tracking perfectly uh, straight behind you. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen those memes on the Internet showing, um, you know, trailer weight distribution. And they usually have a model of a truck with a trailer uh, that has a load or a weight on the trailer. And they've got it um, going on a treadmill. So the truck, this model truck and trailer are on this treadmill and they can slide the weight from the front tongue of the trailer to the back of the trailer and show you the difference in proper weight distribution and having the weight on the front, you know, uh, you know, uh, like uh, in front of the trailer wheels between the tongue and the trailer wheels, the trailer tracks perfectly straight. But having weight behind the trailer wheels, the trailer starts to fishtail and wobble uh, almost uncontrollably. Um, so it's kind of the same idea here. Uh, when you're standing on the sulky, um, you know, you're, you're technically, you're actually behind the axle of the, the wheels. So if you look at how the, um, sulky is set up, you've got the wheels, the wheels, you know, that, um, um, the shaft that holds the two wheels, uh, is sort of at the front of the sulky. And then the platform is kind of behind it with your feet behind it. So technically your weight is behind, uh, that. So as it's pulling, it's doing that sort of fishtail motion. It's wobbling side to side. Now your body is holding on to the handles of the mower and it's your feet that are doing the fishtailing motion. So that all goes up into that first main joint of your knee. So your knee is taking all of that, all of those tendons and things that go around your knees are what's taking on the brunt of that. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think that's, you know, a lot of the, where the issue comes from, um, between the impact absorption and having that, um, you know, uh, twisting motion uh, on your knees, because a lot of times when I'm having knee pains, um, as a direct result, uh, it's always, you know, I can feel it. it's always the tendons going around the knee. Um, that is, uh, the issues. So, you know, I would take that into consideration. So are there things that you could, if you, if you're considering a walk behind machine and you, you know, you like the idea of a walk behind machine. And of course they're, you know, a lot more affordable than a stand on machine. And, uh, they're very, very versatile, uh, because you can, you know, fold them up. And, and like I was going to say, but despite all of those issues that I have with my knees, it's like this love hate relationship, uh, because I seem to always get injured. Um, after using it, especially on big properties. Um, but I love the mower so much that I don't stop using it because it's just so versatile because I can mow hills with it because I can, you know, fold up the sulky and walk behind it, uh, which is really handy when you think about 
all of that uh, rain that I have to deal with. So if I'm, you know, mowing in the rain, um, and I talked about it being very soggy and stuff like that. Well, one of the ways I can combat that with the walk behind machine is that if I get to an, a lawn and it's just, you know, super soggy, I don't ride the sulky. I get off, you know, fold the, the sulky up and then I use it as a walk behind. And that lessens the amount of weight, um, that the machine is having to pull as well as, you know, my weight being directly on those skinnier little sulky tires. And I find that that helps a lot. And also, um, you know, it reduces the amount of tracks that it could potentially leave. If you have, uh, you know, the, the mower's four wheels and then you got two more wheels behind it, uh, from the sulky. So, you know, just the versatility of that machine. I love it so much because of that. Now there's a couple of factors I would say, um, like I said, for me, with mowing where I am in the Pacific Northwest, all that rain that we get, not only does it, um, you know, make the ground soft and stuff like that, but it also, all that sort of soft ground, once the, you know, it, you get that over and over and over again, um, year after year after year, we deal with a, a lot of compaction issues. And as a result, a lot of lawns, you know, almost, I would say a hundred percent of lawns are very, very lumpy. Uh, and nobody rolls lawns here. They don't, you know, even ask for it. You can offer it. And, you know, I've had a couple of customers ask me if I could roll lawn, you know, roll their lawn and stuff to, you know, smoothen it out and stuff like that. But generally most people don't, you know, they don't do it. Um, so year after year after year, you just get more and more, lumpy lawns. And then that adds to, you know, the issue when you're mowing because you're just bouncing around everywhere on the back of that mower with the sulky. Um, and you know, that just increases, uh, the amount of impact <clears throat> now, you know, and then even with, um, you know, uh, talking about say a stand on mower, you know, with the Starus. Now, if you've seen pictures of the Starus, it helps a bit. I would say it's a lot more comfortable to ride because your body is perfectly straight. You're not pivoting. Your knees are not twisting or anything like that. You still do get, um, you know, the, the bumpiness of lawns, but under the platform of the standing, you know, the stars, the standing platform, it does have a couple of rubber shock absorber things that the platform sits on. So they have like a, <clears throat> maybe an inch, inch and a half of play that that, um, platform can flex on. And then on top of that, then you have the rear wheels that you're positioned in between and the rear wheels on a stars are very tall. So it's got lots of sidewall. So that helps with that, um, uh, you know, impact uh, sort of uh, absorption as well. So I find the stars is a lot way more comfortable to use in sort of that standing riding position than being on a sulky. Um, there's no question about that. Um, but where that sort of falls short is that, um, with the stars, like there's, um, for example, on that, um, commercial property that I do, um, it's almost like a basin. Imagine like a basin. So it's got like this, you know, the majority of the lawn is flat in the middle, but along the perimeter is a slope. 
and the slope is maybe, I don't know, two feet tall on a certain angle. And I could, you know, take my trimmer and trim all that and spend a long time going, you know, through that whole property, trimming all of those, uh, sort of berms, I would call them. Uh, but when I've got the two mowers on the walk behind mower, I can mow those and I can mow those while I'm on the sulky. It's so stable on hills that even with me riding on the sulky, um, you know, and the machine almost, you know, on this pretty crazy angle doing those berms, I still have no uh, issues with it. I can totally mow it. But on the Starus, I can't do that. It won't let me mow that steep of an incline, um, you know, going you know across the incline like that. So if I take the stars to that property, then I have to use the trimmer to trim all of those berms because I can't mow it uh, in that position. And with the stars, um, it doesn't have the flip up platform and the way that they have it sort of positioned for, um, you know, sort of a more forward, uh, leaning position. Um, it's not meant to be used as a walk behind, like, uh, maybe the older vantage model was, it had that, uh, big platform that you could completely fold up and, and actually sort of walk behind the machine if you needed to. Um, on the stars, you can't do that. Uh, so it's much like a, uh, you know, like a right stander where you're sort of inside that little platform area. And, uh, that makes it, um, you know, as at least on the 32. Now, if you were using a bigger machine, um, I would say that, you know, I don't have any experience with the bigger ones. I know that the stars itself was designed for hill stability. Um, but, with that being said, a 32 inch mower is a 32 inch mower. And there's only so much you can do with those skinnier rear wheels. You know, that the bigger rear tires of a larger stand on machine is going to give you way more stability. Um, so depending on your comfort level on some hills and stuff, but you know, where I'm at, you get those skinnier rear wheels, you get some slopes, you get rainy weather and it's a, you know, a recipe for disaster. So, you know, I can, uh, you know, when it gets really, really sketchy, um, with a turf tracer, I can, you know, not use the sulky walk behind it. And, you know, you're a lot more, um, safe, obviously, because if the mower starts to go worst case scenario is you let go of the mower and, uh, you're not flying down the hill with it and injuring yourself, um, you know, as long as you're walking behind it, but on a stand on machine, you know, you can say that you're going to jump off the machine and stuff, but you know, things happen in the blink of an eye and it becomes a lot more, uh, of an issue. So, uh, unless you have a machine that's, you know, fully set up for doing hills and slopes and stuff, um, like say, um, you know, some of these, uh, you know, purpose built machines, uh, or even something like a, you know, if it was a stand or something like these, you know, I've seen like those dual wheels, uh, right mowers and stuff that have like the two rear wheels that are, you can put on, uh, for hill traction and things like that. Uh, or, you know, whatever you can get with the biggest rear wheels, you know, widest wheels, uh, would help with hill stability as well. And, uh, you know, something like the stars that is purpose built for that, but you know, you're still going to have, a 
range of expectation there versus based on the size of that machine. And like I say, you know, I don't care what you do um, to a 32 inch machine. It's still only 32 inches wide. And that's only going to get you so far in terms of hill stability. So there's, you know, a lot to consider there. I would say if you're mowing completely flat lawns, and you're in an area that doesn't get a lot of rain, so those flat lawns stay relatively flat. Um, then I'd say you're, you know, you're in pretty good shape. I've seen videos of guys, um, like say, um, you know, mowing and growing uh, in Australia uh, and on the stand-ons, and they're flying on those things. And you know, anytime I try that, uh, you know, in an open open area, open space with a Staris, I'm still bouncing all around because the lawns are just so lumpy here from all the rain. So I can't even mow at, you know, a top speed. I have to slow down um, and mow at a, you know, a slower speed. I see some of these guys just flying, they're doing their mowing and it's like, I can't do that here. It's just way, the conditions are just way too lumpy on just about every lawn because of the compaction and the rain and all that stuff um, that, uh, you know, it just, you, you can't do it. You're bouncing all around uh, if you're trying to do that. Um, so, you know, it totally depends you know, you're young, uh, you say you're 19, so your knees are probably going to be in good shape, but uh, you want to minimize the impact on them. You don't want to have issues when you're older. Um, so I would say it totally depends. Now, if I was going to go with a <clears throat> walk-behind style mower, one of the things I would do is I would look at a different alternative uh, for the sulky. So instead of the um, like jungle gym style one that I have, where it's just the uh, center bar and then the platform and then the two wheels. So you have that, um, you know, that wobbly motion to it. I would maybe go for one of the ones I've seen where it's a, a swivel wheel, like swivel caster type, um, sulky. So it's one that still flips up and down, but the, uh, platform itself, as it comes down, um, the, you know, there's no pivot, uh, joint there. So it's just like a straight, um, you know, attachment point to the walk behind mower. It doesn't turn side to side. And instead it has, um, you know, swivel casters on each side of the platform. So as the rider on that type of, uh, sulky, uh, your body stays perfectly straight and you don't have that twisting motion in your knees. You're still going to get the, uh, up and down bounce, um, you know, from a lack of, you know, a lot of absorption, but that really dangerous twisting motion that causes most of my issues, uh, isn't going to be an issue, uh, for you in that sense. So I would look at something like that and I've seen guys doing that and, um, you know, those have a lot of advantages in the fact that they act a lot more like a stand on more in the fact that you can, you know, reverse a lot easier because you don't have to worry about that sulky jackknifing on you like a trailer style, uh, one would because it's the swivel wheels, the wheels just swivel and pivot, uh, and you as the operator stay perfectly, you know, centered straight behind it, whether you're reversing or turning or whatever you're doing. Um, so, you know, the only thing with that is you, 
you just got to watch with your turns because you've got this sort of uh, big rear end now uh, that doesn't, uh, you know, turn as it's turning to watch, you know, you might have to adapt the way you mow. So it'd be very similar to mowing with a walker mower uh, where you're sitting and behind you is that big, you know, hopper box. So it'd be the same sort of concept where that sort of, you know, you your physical body is kind of like the hopper on a walker behind the wheels. And as it turns on those types of, um, you know, uh, pivoting style, um, sulkies, sorry, I lost my, uh, you know, trying to think of the word there. Um, you know, those swivel caster type sulkies, your whole body is going to, um, you know, be turning with that, um, you know, straight behind that mower. So you might have to change sort of the way you're used to mowing in that sort of respect. Now, the other thing I would look at, uh, to take it even a step further is, uh, one of those pro slides. So these are the, uh, sulkies that don't have wheels at all. They're just a platform. Uh, with, um, a, it's kind of like shock absorber looking things on the mount that goes to the mower. Uh, and these basically are a slide as the name implies, and they slide along the ground. So they've got a replaceable pad on the bottom, um, that just helps them slide better. Um, and you can, as they wear out, you can replace them. But basically, you know, this is as it, it, it's the same sort of concept. It stays perfectly straight behind the machine and you stand on this platform and you basically are sliding on the turf as the machine is pulling you forward. Um, and, uh, you know, that's how that particular thing works. And I've talked to guys that have them and they absolutely love them. Now, the other really neat thing is I talked about those sort of shock absorber things built in. So they have these shock absorber things, but they're not for the shock absorption. They're for raising and lowering. So with a traditional sulky, if you need to raise and lower it, um, you have to stop the machine, you know, put the machine in neutral, all that sort of stuff. So you can take your hands off of it. You got to physically bend down, lift up the machine, use a chain or something to chain it up, to hang it in its place. And then you can start mowing again. Um, and, uh, you know, in a lot of cases, you know, that can slow you down. Now with the pro slide, the really neat feature about it is that it automatically lifts up. So it'll, when you're, pulling the machine off your trailer it's in the up position you pull it off your trailer um you know you can start mowing like a walk behind mowing 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 and then if you want to stand you basically uh just stop the machine and without even taking your hands off the controls you take your foot and you lift it up onto the um the pro slide and you just pull it down and you pull it down to the ground and then you stand on it and then you can continue going. And if you get into an area where you need to back up or, you know, you need to get off the machine, you just step off of it and it automatically lifts back up into position. And then you can go and, you know, mow a little area that you may need to sort of walk behind. And then you can then put your foot and, you know, pull that platform back down and then stand right on it. So you can, you know, it's very, very quick to uh, go from standing to walking on that machine. And I think that's why guys love them because, uh, there's just, you know, they give you that versatility of the walk behind, uh, and they give you that 
sort of motion of a stand on machine because you're standing on the platform behind it. Platform is just kind of sliding on the ground. Um, you know, you don't get as much of the, um, issues with the shock uh to your knees because it's not a tire that is based you know going over and maybe hitting a bump and bouncing and stuff it's this big large platform so it it um wor- you know works a bit differently in that respect and you don't get as much you you don't get any of the twisting motion because your body always stays straight behind it and you don't get you know too much of the bounce as well and then you can step off and step on very easily and go from walking to stand uh, to riding on it uh, very, very easily. The downsides with those is that um, I've uh, been told you can't back up with them because it's like a slide. So it has sort of a front lip like a sled, um, which would uh, you know allow it to go forward, but the back doesn't have that. So uh, to reverse, you have to, you know, step off of it, let it go up to the opposition, then you can reverse and then step back on it to go forward. Uh, and also you can't use it on hard pavements because it has that sort of, um, you know, replaceable liner piece on the bottom to help it slide better on turf. If you go onto pavement with that, you ruin that pretty quickly. So you have to walk behind it when you're transporting it, say from the truck to the lawn and that sort of stuff. Uh, and you can't reverse with it. So, you know, a couple of downsides, but it's got a lot of upsides as well. So just some options there if you're thinking about um, that. But, you know, a lot has to do with the types of lawns that you're doing. If you have lawns that are like mine, that it's like really, really lumpy, um, you know, then you may want to, you know, think about the type of sulky or something that you get. But if, again, you know, if your lawns have hills and things like that, you know, a walk behind may be something that you want versus a stand on, depending on the size of the stand on, uh, and what your budget is and things like that. You know, the, for years and years and years, um, you know, when I started my business, walk behinds were the thing. They were the thing that people said every lawn care company should have a walk behind mower. Now, obviously it's evolved now and the stand ons are way more popular, but I still think there's a place for walk behinds. In fact, a lot of guys will keep their walk behinds just for like backups and things like that. The versatility of a walk behind and sort of the, you know, one size fits all, what type of lawns you can do with that machine versus the stand on. Um, there's no comparison there, like going from hills to small lawns. You know, you look at a, a basic 36 inch walk behind. And you put a sulky on it, you know, right there, you have a machine that you can mow hills with, you can mow large properties with using the sulky, you can put the sulky up, do small lawns with it just as easily. Um, A 36, you're going to get in through, you know, most gates with, it's just, you know, and the way they're designed, you can put a bagger on them side, you know, discharge bagger, you can get mulch kits for them, you can... Um, you know, side discharge, of course, just the versatility of what that one mower will tackle is second to none. You know, those walk behinds are just, they were so popular for a reason. And I still think to this day that they're probably, uh, you know, 
some of the best buy that you can get, best bang for the buck that you can get uh, today is uh, with a walk behind mower still, uh, just in terms of that, um, you know, versatility, especially if you're in a smaller setup like me, where your trailer is small, and you can't carry two or three mowers with you at a time. Um, to have uh, different, you know, I've got the luxury of basically two mowers. I can carry a 21 um, or, you know, I could carry a 30. It would fit a 30 in that front box with my trimmers and my blowers um, or along with one other mower. And even then I'm, you know, for me, I'm limited up to 42 inch at the most to fit in the back of my trailer. And, uh, you know, that's about it. Um you know, you might be able to squeeze a 48 inch in my trailer, uh, but that would be like totally maxing out. Uh, 42 would just be easier to load and unload. Um, but, um, you know, it, it just depends. But some of these guys you see, they have big, huge enclosed trailers. They can have, you know, two or three stand on mowers with them of varying sizes and stuff. So it all depends on where you are in your business, what type of lawns you're doing. Um, but as far as you know, the comfortability of it goes, uh, I would say you can't, you can't beat a stand on in terms of how comfortable they are versus the walk behind, you know, obviously the walk behind you're, you're walking. So that's a lot of work. If you're adding a sulky, then there are ways to minimize, um, you know, and, and help out with that, you know, but you're still, you're, you're putting, depending on the type of sulky, varying amounts of strain on those knees. On the stand-on side, you know, it's more comfortable. You still are putting some strain on your knees because, you know, the platforms, you're relying a lot on just some little rubber, you know, shock absorber thingies with the tires. But it's still better than what you would get on a sulky in that respect. And if your lawns are flat and you don't have hills or slopes or berms or things like that, that you don't mind doing with like, you know, a trimmer or stuff like that instead, then you might be fine, um, with the, uh, stand on mower. And if you've got far distances to go, then, a, you know, between where you park the trailer to where you go to mow, you know, if you can fit the 36 inch through gates, um, or if you're going to a, you know, a 32 inch more, there's just so many things. So I can't say, um, what's right or wrong for you in your particular business. Cause I don't know the size properties you do. I don't know, uh, the conditions, um, you know, geographically where you are, if there's hills, if there's, if it's all flat, um, type lawns, if they're highly manicured, if they're rough, um, if it's wet and soggy, uh, if it's completely dry, there's so many, uh, difference, but you know, hopefully this gives you an idea of my experiences, uh, between the two. Um, I really do enjoy, um, both. Like I said, uh, for versatility, I can't, you can't beat this, the walk behind more just in that aspect. But with that being said, you know, I don't use the, 
well, I can't say I don't use the walk behind mower to walk behind because there's, there's lawns that I only will walk behind on that mower because, um, you know, I don't want to rut out the lawn or something like that. Um, you know, because they're soggy and being on the sulky. So there are lawns that I just do walk behind with the walk behind. Uh, and I have to organize my schedule according to the types of lawns because I don't, I can only carry one of those mowers at a time. So there's some days where I will carry the, um, turf tracer with me and I use it and say, for example, the my Thursday uh, mowings. I do that farm property, and it's got those hills and berms on it. So I absolutely need the turf tracer on that because it cuts my time on that property. But because of that, and because my trailer's small, I can only carry one more at a time. I use that turf tracer on other properties that day. That would probably be better suited with the thirty-two inch Starus. But I don't want to have to come back and unload and load and stuff. So I just take the turf tracer right from the morning. So instead on those properties, I don't use the sulky and I will walk behind the walk behind and mow them with the turf tracer. And then I've got it for the end of the day when I do those, you know, uh, larger properties on that particular day. But I would love if I, you know, parking wasn't an issue and things like that. There's like so many issues when you start to, you know, open up uh, that can of worms. There's so many issues on why, you know, each business and why my business is the way it is. Why I have a small trailer. Why even with my small trailer, I wish I didn't have to use a trailer because of parking issues and tight neighborhoods and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, my trailer is small. I can only take the one more with the 21 and stuff like that. So there's so many factors on what type of mower is best. There's no right or wrong answer. Um, you're basically, you know, going to have to go through that evolution in your business and see. And I've talked about how I've gone through so many different mowers. And one of my favorite mowers I've ever owned was my Walker uh, mower with, uh, you know, the big hopper box on the back. Um, I bought it brand new. The thing just mowed beautifully left such a manicured look to lawns. It was absolutely fantastic, but it was so heavy. And, uh, you know, I would get stuck in it all the time because the ground is soft with that clay and the water, uh, you know, always being, um, you know, drainage issues and stuff like that. Uh, the walker was just way too heavy, especially bagging and filling up that popper box with grass and then my weight on the machine. And, you know, the, so I had to go through that evolution of finding, uh, you know, different machines and trying everything from residential tractors to, uh, you know, now the stand on machines and, uh, the walk behind machines and still going through it, still trying to figure out what is the best machine and, and what works for you for a while may not work forever. Um, you know, I find in my case, Hey, I use that um, turf tracer and stand on and things like that. But, you know, my knees are giving me issues, my things, you know, is it better for me to go to a sit down machine? Uh, now, as I get older, uh, will that be a factor uh, to find something like a zero turn or something like that? There's just so many different things and your, your business will evolve over time that there's not really a right or wrong answer. Um, but between the two, you know, it, it just all depends on 
your specific properties, your area, um, you know, whether you're going to be, um, you know, you got hills or flat or lumpy or uh, whatever it is that you service in your property that will determine what is the best. But either of those, a standalone machine, like I say, I use that uh, turf tracer on property sometimes because I have to take it with me for those bigger properties. But I would much rather grab the, the the stand-on machine because it's so much more comfortable to use. It's also a lot funner to use um, to actually mow with uh, the stand-on. It's just uh, it's just way funner to mow with the stand-on mower than it is with the turf tracer. But the turf tracer's versatility is second to none. So lots of different factors. I know I'm kind of rambling on here, so I'm going to wrap it up. But um, it just kind of shows you that there's so much in the thought of what works and what doesn't work and, you know, uh, what is best for your own business. So hopefully that answers your question, gives you a little bit of clarity, gives you something to think about, uh, in determining, uh, what works for you in your business. So that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.